Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Arena Regulars podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Jeff. And we're your source for weekly Drunken Magic the Gathering Arena content. Yeah, basically we're just regular dudes drinking, well, regular beer and talking about magic and in this case, specifically Magic the Gathering Arena. That's right. And this episode is all about the Showcase 2021 that happened today. Oh boy, we have a lot of magic to talk Ooh. about. A lot of future yeah. magic. For sure. <laughs> but first, each week we both bring a beer, we drink our own, then drink each other's and rate them. Oh, wait, no. No, no, no. That's not what we're yeah, doing this week. That's what we do. We do that. Well, Usually we rate them on a scale of bronze to mythic, but this week is a little bit different. Yeah, I guess you probably already know the rating, right? Yeah, we, we kind of know the rating already. So, because Midnight Hump... <laughs> midnight Hump? <laughs> <laughs> that's a different thing, Zach. That's, that's I don't know what you're watching lately, but... Uh, my bad. Oops. Sorry. So because Midnight Hunt is coming out soon, <laughs> uh, we thought that we would be drinking beers that people who live in the woods, like werewolves, drink. Or more so, yeah. people that sleep in the woods, aka people that are camping. And what's the best camping beer? Kind of. Good question. Yeah. Could have known that answer, you know, this weekend. Yeah. Would have been helpful. It, it would have been helpful. Uh, Jeff and I went camping this weekend. That's that's kind of where all of this came from, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're camping, though, you don't want to drink, like, IPAs all day, you know? Exactly. Well, you 7%. can't. You can't. Yeah. They're, they're, they're heavy, because if it's hot out, it, sometimes it's hard to drink an IPA. And you can't drink 7% beers all day. Like, it, that's just, yeah. they're not built for it's that. It's tough. Or I'm not <laughs> built for that. Humans can't do this, right? Yeah, yeah. Most, most humans. I'm sure there's a few guys out there. but Sure. You guys and gals out there. Um, but we were thinking initially, well, camping beers, usually I think silver beers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so we were on the quest to figure out what is the best silver beer? What's the best beer to just drink all day? What's, I mean, do we have an answer? Do I don't know. Figure I, it out? No. That, that we're, sounds like we're going to have to do some experiments. Yeah, we're starting our quest right now. This is our, our silver series <laughs> is what we're going to call it. Um, Ooh. All right, so Jeff, do you want to explain, first of all, what a silver beer is, and then also what we're doing tonight? Yeah, so a silver beer, we generally would explain it as it's, you know, a macro brew, or it has, it's a micro brew that doesn't have a ton going on. Uh, but for our silver series, I think we'll be sticking exclusively to macro brews. Yeah. And so what we've done today is we brought four different macro brews, uh, which we'll announce in a second. And we're just going to try each of them. And then we're going to, at the end of this show, instead of coming up with a, a tier that we put them in, like silver, gold, or bronze, uh, we're going to rank them. Yeah. We're going to do the ranks as in like silver one to silver four. That's basically what we're going to do. Right. And then hopefully we'll do a bunch of these. And then at the end, we can kind of figure out which ones are the best ones and we can pit them together. But that'll the probably... ultimate macro brew. That'll be a ways away, probably. It'll, it'll And we might even have to push that one up into gold, if, you know. When all said and done. Yeah. It, it, okay, so maybe one silver gets to move up to gold? All right. Yeah, the winner at the end of the day gets the arena regulars gold rating. All right, I like that. That sounds good. Um, so, Jeff, we have four beers this week. Um, mm -hmm. Right now we are starting with Pabst Blue Ribbon, a.k.a. PBR. Yeah, and so we're drinking that right now. That's It, it tastes like... Yeah, that's what, what we're starting with. with <laughs> it tastes like what I remember it to taste like. Um, it's 4.9% and you've probably seen the label a million times. It's like the hipster's beer of choice or mm -hmm. Jeff, you said it was like the cheapest keg you can find. Yeah. When I was in, in college, this was the cheapest keg at the local 
beer store, and so every party had kegs of PBR. Nice. Now, looking at this can, it's actually interesting that um, this beer was originated in 1844. That is a lot earlier than I thought it was. Yeah. This has been around for fucking ever. (laughs) Holy shit. If you told me 1944, I would have been like, huh, that's a long time. That's a long time. And apparently it was selected as America's best beer in 1893. That's like, so it's winning awards before the turn of the century. Um, It took it 50 years though, damn. uh, Yeah, that's true. It did take it quite a while. So maybe it just needed some time to to get on the rate, everybody's radar. Also, you know, I don't know how long it would take to move beer back then. Like just (laughs) trains, I guess. Or everything, it gets just shaken up. You had to go to Milwaukee to have this gem. Exactly. There we go. Yeah, so we had to go to Milwaukee. Anyway, um, I was surprised it's 4.9. I thought it was like 4. But uh, but yeah, anyway, enough talk about PBR um, specifically. (laughs) Everybody already knows what PBR is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, (laughs) you know, we're doing a little bit more research. I've never looked at a can of PBR besides opening it and just drinking it. I've never read anything on it before, so it is kind of interesting to... Yeah, I've never really done anything other than, like, stab a hole in the side and then uh, exactly <laughs> bring it up to my mouth and open it there. Um, I feel like there was a period of time where I didn't even know what it was actually called. I just knew it was PBR. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, Jeff, do we want to reveal the rest of the beers right now or do we want to keep it a secret? I think we'll reveal them as we grab them. Ooh, that sounds fun. All right, so yeah, you'll have to stay tuned alive. to see. Um, all right, so magic news. Um, we don't have any specific magic news because the entire episode is magic yeah. news. It's <laughs> like, do we not have magic news or do we only have magic news? We only news? have magic news. Um, so buckle up because we have things to say about stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> Maybe. I don't want to promise too much. Here, so. Oh, all right, all right, perfect. Um, so if you didn't see today, or this, this is the day that we're recording, Uh, The Showcase 2021 just happened, which is basically every year in August, Wizards has a big, like, hour-long Twitch thing where they explain what the new sets are going to be for the following year, uh, or everything past this moment. Um, And it's where we get, like, just teasers, mainly for art and concepts of where we're going to be in what quarters of the next year. And it's always a lot of fun because you get to be like, hey, am I excited for these things? Or there's always a huge Twitter storm of people being happy or sad or pissed or leaving the game. People are always saying they're going to leave the game. Yeah, yeah. They're always quitting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So, Jeff, do you want to just jump right into the good stuff? Because there's a lot of, like, secondary, tertiary things. But um, it it took them a long time to get to what everyone really wanted to hear. Uh, so I think we should For just sure. start with the thing everyone wanted to hear, which is the standard sets next year. Yeah. Yeah, they buried the lead. Uh, we won't, we mm-hmm. won't do that. Mm-mm. So uh, there are going, going to be four standard sets in 2022, one for each quarter. This is what they normally do. Um, and there's no core set like they have. They did this last year. There's no core set. There's also no core set in this one. So it'll be interesting so, to see. So did they talk about that or did I miss it? No. Or- they just didn't say anything at all, right? They didn't mention that at all in the... So, like, it's unclear whether they're just not doing core sets anymore or if it's just because it's the 30th birthday thing. Yeah, so um, but let's just get into it. So, Jeff, what's the first set that we're going to be in, in the first quarter? The first set from quarter one, 2022, will be Kamigawa, Neon Dynasty. So, I 
How, well, first of all, how do you feel about Kamigawa? Just in general. Uh, I've always loved the idea of like a Japanese mythology inspired plane, mm-hmm. uh, but I did not like these sets when they came out. The Kamigawa block. I feel like I th- I really liked them, but th- they were. I think all the ideas and the lore and that that stuff and like the actual legendary creatures were really cool. It was always just like the balance and the numbers that were all off. It felt like everything was way too expensive to play and then their stats were really low and they just weren't strong. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see... Oh, also there are some weird mechanics that were like, what? what? Why is this important? Yeah, there were some weird mechanics. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which they kind of mentioned in this thing. So so the Neon Destiny is is like a cyberpunk world where we're going to Kamigawa, but like... I don't know, way in the future, something like 2,000 years or something in the future from the last time we were yeah. there. <clears throat> so I don't know how time moves in Kamigawa. Maybe it's different than it is on the other planes. Actually, I don't really know. Do all the planes move at the same time? Actually, I have no idea. I think it's kind of, they're pretty loosey-goosey about it so that they can do stuff like this. That's true. <laughs> That's true. This just feels to be the first time where it's like fairly... Like maybe Teferi will have to be the planeswalker that we know that's there because he could move through time or something. That's true. Um, but anyway, uh, that would be interesting, like a cyberpunk Teferi. Hmm, that seems kind of cool. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so it seems uh, really interesting. But it's another like, this does feel like it's treading on new ground, obviously, with like a future set, right? So actually there was a kind of a lot of stuff today that was like bringing sci-fi into, mm-hmm. into magic big first ones but honestly Mm -hmm. i'm excited (laughs) like yeah it looks really cool the art was all gorgeous obviously the art they're showing you is going to be amazing yeah and i think this was a great idea because and they basically said this overtly i think that people love the plane kamigawa but they didn't love the set kamigawa yes and so this is a way to give people what they love but to distance it from what they hate exactly (laughs) And they did mention that they were going to, like, <clears throat> do a lot of new stuff. There is some old, they were saying, kind of mechanics still left in, but for the most part, they're, they're really changing things. So the, the one thing I would hope is that ninjutsu is still in it, and then everything else can probably go. I don't know if I need anything else besides ninjutsu. Yeah, if there's not, like, space ninjas, that would be shocking. Yeah. But. Well, we saw a picture of a ninja today. It's like a, I believe yeah, it's a planeswalker. Sure. I don't remember their name, but they do have a robot raccoon, which seems very important that there are yeah, cool <laughs> robot <laughs> animals. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know about you, but this was the, so this is obviously the first new standard set that they announced because from quarter mm-hmm. one, but it, like, I wasn't expecting this at all. It, when they said Kamigawa, I was just like, I fell out of my chair. Like, really? <laughs> But you said you would never go back to Kamigawa. They have said that many times that will they will never go back. So it is kind of crazy that this is here. So and, and I didn't see any leaks or anything. Like I, I saw later that people were like, "Oh, there was a leak that that Kamigawa was one of the sets." So I didn't see that. This blew me away. <laughs> so I had seen a leak, and I didn't tell oh, okay. really anybody. But it was like one of those random. Thanks for leaks. not telling me. That You're was... welcome. Yes, I, I did. That's okay. I everyone, mean that genuinely. By yes, the way. <laughs> everyone remember. If you see leaks, just don't tell people about them because you don't know who wants to see the leaks. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I I don't know. 
I'm pretty excited for this, and I initially didn't think I was going to, but... I'm excited because I want them to, like, get rid of the stigma that's around Kamigawa. Mm -hmm. For sure. So that they can do it more frequently, because it had a lot of cool things going for it. It's just basically what you said. It had a lot of really weird mechanics, and all the balancing was off. Yeah. And so it didn't play very fun. There were, like, the... there were like interesting things that they were doing, like Bajito or something, where your creature gets mm-hmm. bigger by a certain number if they're in combat. But most of the time, that just meant you don't block because they deal like almost no damage to a player. And so then it, it, right. it, it takes out the interesting things of magic, like, oh, don't ever block. And, mm-hmm. oh... Uh, and the last one was like the cards in your hand matter, so it's like don't play cards because then your creatures are better. Stuff like right. that. Like every card was crappy if if your opponent had more cards in hand than you, but awesome if you had more cards in hand than your opponent. So it became things like you wouldn't play your third land or something, so that you can have more cards in hand than your opponent and yeah. make all your cards better. Or you play <laughs> cards that make you pick up your lands and stuff to make it stronger. Yeah. It just like it was really weird. It's it's rough, especially with not enough things that let you put extra lands into play. Like it just it was it's rough. Just if you hadn't played back then, trust me, it was super rough. <laughs> and yeah, but there was so much cool stuff. That exactly, you wanted to be good that just wasn't. Yeah, it just wasn't good, but. Uh, so I'm pretty stoked for that. I think what I want to say about all this is that, like, you can be upset by anything that goes on or, or whatever, but, like, if you want to spend your time complaining about the game, that's fine. You you can do that, but, like, I don't know. It's more fun to like stuff, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's what I always tell people. It's more fun. I've been, you know, through those stages of my life where I've been both side of it, where sometimes I'm a hater and sometimes I'm a guy who just likes all the same things everyone else likes. It's way more fun to be the second guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there might be things where, like, ah, I don't like that that much. But, like, for the most part, the things that are, uh, those things that are, like, kind of out there won't really affect me. And I won't really see them. I'll forget about them. And it doesn't matter. So, might as well just, like, have fun. And that's what this is about anyway. Yeah, it's like uh, my friend told me once that life's too short to pretend you don't like Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like, I live by that. You do. I live by that motto. We, I mean, then now I live by that too. But I've also like, I was never worried about liking Taylor Swift. I always liked Taylor Swift. That's right. <laughs> um, oh, but that takes me to what I really wanted to say about Kamigawa you know, Dynasty is, uh, I can't believe they're doing this. The, the game's officially dead. There's no point. Oh, yeah. Like, they should just stop yeah. releasing sets anymore because Magic yeah. is dead. No one wants to play Wizards it. is going to go bankrupt now. Yeah, Arena is this. Uh, just a cash grab. And it's way too expensive. Uh, no one plays it, that's why. Um, mm-hmm. Which actually, sorry, obviously we're being sarcastic, but um, was reminding <laughs> me that like I am so happy to be a regular on Arena because all the things that people are mainly getting upset about um, aren't going to be on Arena. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> when did they announce that? <laughs> it's not going to affect me. So, hey, if you're upset by the paper products coming out, play Arena. Yeah, join us. Join us. We want more One friends. Us. One of us. <laughs> All right, Jeff, what's the next? Well, you can't really have friends on Arena. I mean, you can, but it's kind of useless. So. Yeah, it's, it's fun just to creep on people. But uh, yeah. Anyway, Jeff, what is the next set uh, we're going to get in quarter two? Okay, quarter two coming up in 2022. Streets of New Capenna. Yeah. So what is this? What is that? So this is like a, like a 19... 
whatever, 60s or something, gangster New York kind of vibe? Um, or is it L.A.? I'm not too sure. But it's like there's mafia families. There's five mafia families. Uh, and they're all representing a three-color, we're guessing a shard? but Probably. Not. Probably shards. Yeah. I feel like they've done a lot of the other ones recently, so it's time to go back to we, shards. We haven't had shards in a while, so I think it's time to go back. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, I don't know, L.A. Noir or, or sort of New York, you know, mafia-style city. Yeah. demons and, you know, all the magic fantasy lore. Like, the one art they showed looked like a demon who was kind of bursting out of his pinstripe, like, mafia suit, and I thought that was really cool. Oh, yeah, it's like a suit, this kind of armor, but... It was, um, yes, armor that had these, you know, pinstripe mafia suits. Totally. Yeah, so this is, it's like 19... It's like 1920s New York, like film noir, like the... Um, okay. Because in the 1940s, that's when there was a big wave of like these black and white uh, noir films. Because uh, they thought right. the 20s were cool. Because everyone likes the thing that was cool 20 years ago. So, um, mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah, it's it seems sweet, right? Like it's like The Godfather and Goodfellas, but like all the characters are demons, I guess. And Elspeth has something to do with it. I don't know. Um, I was also th- put pushed. This is the one where I was like, what the fuck is this but i was like holy shit how i'm so on board almost immediately i'm like i'm super excited i'm super this one looks awesome like just it's hard for me to understand how this wouldn't be awesome like once again we're going we're like we're giving names to uh a a color combination that already has a name but they're going to be different Mm -hmm. um probably i mean they must be right uh, and it's all revolving around like this gritty we're the band family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the, we're the Grixis family, um, but it like is the you know the seedy underbelly of this uh, kind of I guess another city. I also like this. So like once again, they're they're taking like Kamigawa is like this the Neon Dynasty, and this one where Ravnica for a long time was the only city. Really, mm-hmm. there were like towns in Innistrad right. and stuff, and other places were kind of just like villages but this is the Ravnica was like everything is a city and that's the quintessential city set and now we get to be like well a city could be like this or a city could be like this and I'm like there we go now we we have we could move into a new area and I'm really happy about it I uh I love that I, I love it yeah this seems awesome yeah seems super awesome uh I'm just I'm in <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, I think if someone literally just said, oh, it's going to be like a film noir thing, I'd be like, oh, that kind of sucks. But then you immediately see the artwork. You're like, nope, I'm in. It's, it's yeah, going to be you sweet. see the, like, demon crime lord or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Like, is it, I get it. Is it Abnixilus? It kind of looks like him. Yeah, it did. But it, it also could have just been, like, random demon. I don't know. It could be. Or, like, I don't know, Thanos? Because <laughs> he's purple. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah. And it's also like, hey, like, Obviously, we only got to see some artwork and things about these different sets, so we don't exactly know a ton about it yet. But from the little that we know, I'm, you know, I'm excited for this still. So, yeah, the art got me super pumped. Oh, for sure. Like it, it it's crazy to think that just seeing a picture of something can get you so hyped immediately. Like even just the logo for like Kamigawa and Neon Dynasty, I was like, that's awesome. And same with this one. Like, yeah, it has this different feel to it. It's going to be so. I'm just, I'm stoked. Um, then coming in the summer, so this is quarter three, 
we're going back to a fan favorite plane, the plane where everything got started because it's going to be the 30th year of magic life, I guess. Um, so we're going back to Dominaria. So this could be Dominaria United. I mean, yeah, like Dominaria, when they did it a few years ago, I was trying to remember how many years ago it was now, but I guess it's like one of the first sets that's on Arena. Yeah, it was 20... So it hasn't been that long. 18? Like three years. No, that doesn't make sense. No, it was 2018. It was 2018. It was yeah, right, it was right, right. after Ixalan. Anyways, everyone loved that set. Um, I liked it a lot, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's just a lot of magic history here, so you can bring back tons of characters and, you know, you ce- really celebrate the, the 30 years they've had. So totally. it seems like a, a great choice. I can't even begin to predict what we're going to see in this set. <laughs> I mean, like, are we going to get more, like, old border stuff? It seems like they're doing that more and more. Um, so. Oh, yeah. That, that kind of stuff, for sure, I would love to see, you know, with their looking back on Magic's history kind of thing. Exactly. But in terms of, you know, new cards in this set, who what characters are going to show up, like, there's literally so many options that it's not even worth guessing. Exactly. <laughs> also, like, who's being united? Was it separate? I don't... I don't know. <laughs> like, <who laughs> well, you don't know the Hill history yeah, of Dominaria. Exactly. <laughs> um, but no, it's going to be sweet. And it, I mean, it's also in place of the core set. And we saw in AFR how that was supposed like, it us- usually would have been a core set. Right. So it's, it's just nice to see that, like, they made that set work really well. Kind of, it felt a bit like a core set. So I wonder if they're going to do the same thing with Dominaria. United being like, hey, it's also kind of a core set, though. Um, Maybe. I wish they had just said something about that. Like, oh, this will be replacing the usual core set. The fact that they didn't even say that makes me wonder if core sets are just out. Yeah, I just feel like they're going to stop. They're going to be like, oh, we won't do it for a bit, and then and then they're just going to bring back I mean, core yeah, sets randomly. They've been, That's what they've, they've been back and forth on it a few times. Exactly. So. And, and I don't know. Are we the only ones that like core sets? I don't know. It maybe it kind That's of feels like a little bit, yeah. um, but uh, but besides that, we don't know a ton. Like there's some picture. Core sets are good for new players and for uh, Zach and Jeff and uh, yeah, and the arena regular. So let's thanks, uh, Mark. Yeah. yeah, hey, thanks, Mark. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, but let's move right along. This one, this one blew me away. I was actually very excited. Yeah, this one this. also. You know, I, I by the time I'd finally gotten back into my chair. Yeah, this one came out. <laughs> after coming on, right back out again. Man, I, I think I was tweeting. I was tweeting. And I was just like, "Holy shit! Are you serious?" Um, yeah. So, would you want to do the honors, Jeff? Do you want to quarter four? Okay, so in quarter four, the set is going to be the Brothers War. What? Yeah. What? Man, will Urza make his first appearance in a standard legal set? Maybe. They're just going to reprint the one from Modern Horizon. <laughs> yeah, jam them in there. Jam them right in like, outrageously way too good for standard. But. The Brothers War, if you don't know, it's it's between Urza and Mishra, who are brothers. Uh, and they're both artificers, but they do things a little bit differently. And uh, I don't know... The, the thing I'm really excited about is that I don't actually know a lot about the Brothers War. There are a lot of cards mm. that reflect it or talk about it. I think the first time they, they introduce it in this in Magic is in Antiquities, where they're finding, like, there's a lot of art. That's the first time there are artifacts, I believe. Is that true? 
Uh, that might be true. Something like that. Or it was the first set that had a ton of artifacts. Um, it was definitely the first artifact-themed set. I don't know if it was the first set that had artifacts. No, I, I think... Those might have even been in Alpha. I think they were in Alpha, yeah. Yeah. Something, for sure, they had artifacts in Alpha. Anyway, uh, don't listen to that part of what I just said, but it was the first artifact-themed set, so it was like the first brown set, quote-unquote. Um, yeah. And it was, t- it was referring to the Brothers' War, which in that set had happened in the past. And then they kind of go through Urza Saga, Destiny, Legacy, or what, all those ones, um, to kind of, I guess, tell it a little bit better, or afterwards. I'm not exactly sure. I don't know how the timeline works out. But this is apparently going to have us live through it at, at the period yep. when it happened. And there are some books and stuff that back when they were making a bunch of novels, there's apparently those books are actually fairly good or people enjoy them. Uh, so if you're interested I in I read those that, books, actually. Oh, did you? Oh, so you know. Yeah, I read those books. It was interesting because Dominaria was coming out, and I was like, it'd be cool to kind of know some of the magic lore. So I bought some old books from, like, that I knew were Dominaria. It was, they were set there, and I happened to buy the trilogy that was the Brothers War. Wow. So it prepared me not at all. For the Dominaria set that came out, but now, now Here who's laughing? All right, when this set comes out, I'm gonna know some of the stuff that happened, but it was a long time ago, so I kind of forget. Yeah, well, that's awesome. <laughs> okay, well, did you you like the books then? I did like them more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, because well, magic books just have this reputation as being bad, and I was like, mm-hmm. these actually aren't that bad. Yeah, it, I like to uh, have most of my expectations be like that. We're like, oh, it's probably be bad, and then you're like, oh, it's actually not that bad. I liked it. It was it was enjoyable. <laughs> Uh, yeah. you, is that how you felt about War of the Spark? Or? Uh, no, not, not that book. No, I had high hopes <laughs> for that book, and that book was just terrible. But it was also like, yeah. there was a lot of other problems with that. I don't want to get into it right now, but... <laughs> Let's get back um, to the Brothers War, you're right. Yeah, you're but right. the Brothers War, it just seems like exciting, because it just seems... It's just like these huge characters that have been talked about forever, and there's all these different baubles and things named after them, and these all this stuff... And I am finally mm-hmm. excited to be part of that set and like get to to do it. I don't know. It seems like a piece of magic yeah, that is missing. It's gonna in be my like brain. Mishra in this set. Yeah. Urza. There's probably gonna be Yogmoth. Yeah, like, all of that stuff. Like telling you the whole story. Apparently, okay. So apparently, it's telling the story of the Brothers' War not from one of their perspectives, but from an mm-hmm. outsider who's who's kind of in um, the fray. I guess. Yeah, that's what you would want. I think the in- books j- jump back and forth between their perspectives. Yeah. And this will just be like, somebody's like, yo, those brothers, they don't like each other very much. I think there's going to be a war. And I think that's the whole story, actually. Um. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I do have one concern, though. Mm -hmm. So there are two two things that are combining here to make a concern in my mind. All right. The first one is this whole Throne of Eldraine experience. You know, having the fall set be super uber powerful. And then the second one is that it's almost certainly going to be an artifact-themed set. And if I've learned anything about artifact-themed sets, it's that they're always freaking busted. Yeah. Every time. So this one has me a little concerned that it's just going to take over standard for two years. But you know what? That's future Jeff's problem. Yeah, exactly. I actually did... This brings up a point that I am wondering if this will happen. So because we have Midnight Hump... (laughs) Clink, clink. And um, <laughs> Crimson Val. Um, mm-hmm. These are two set. Normally, this would just be a fall with one set, and then we would continue, and rotation would be next September when the next set comes out, and we lose last year. However, because we have these two sets now, there will be an extra set 
once we go to rotation, and there'll be an extra one for that whole rotation. So are we going to rotate early? Because also, if Dominaria United and the Brothers War are both set in Dominaria, don't you think they would want to keep them together in standard as long as possible? For sure. So that m maybe we're going to actually rotate in uh, when Domin Dominaria United comes out in the summer, and then we're going to start a new rotation that starts in the summer instead of in the fall. Maybe. Because then you can start maybe. each rotation with the core set would be the first one or whatever would replace corsets or all that kind of stuff. Also, maybe it makes things more interesting in the summertime when people aren't playing magic as much. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so it'll only dominate standard for like, I'll, you know, like three 20 months. Yeah. Or like three months, months less, you know, it'll, it'll be yeah. a little bit less. <laughs> um, but you know, it's possible. We'll see. Well, that's a load off my chest. Yeah, I just thought maybe you should. I don't. Obviously, I don't know if this is true. I was just thinking about it because it seemed weird to be like, "Hey, let's have Dominary United in the Brothers War," and then in a year you only get the Brothers War by Dominary United. Yeah. You know, it just seemed kind of strange. Why would you plan mm -hmm. it that I way? I agree. Yeah. So, um, I think we, you're onto something. I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> First time for everything, right? Yeah. Exactly. But okay. So through all this stuff, um, number one. Super hyped. I also went into this not wanting to be hyped about anything because I'm like, new stuff always. Yeah. I don't need more new stuff. But I look at everything. I'm like, fuck. It's just, I know it's a ways away, but it's going to be great when it happens. I'm Every one of these is a freaking banger. That was the thing. Like, last year when we had the same thing, it's like, okay, going back to Zendikar. Zendikar's okay, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. Then it's, oh, this new Viking set. That's probably pretty cool. Yeah. Sure. And there's like, oh, there's a Harry Potter set. It's like, ugh, okay, I'm not really okay. Sure. And then it's like D&D. &D. Oh, I'm not a D&D &D fan, but I understand the significance. Mm -hmm. And then, then Innistrad, right? It's like, okay. You know, you had some highs and lows, I guess, in terms of excitement. And then this one is just, they all seem awesome. Yeah. I, like, the, the, honestly, the one that I'm least excited about is Dominaria United. Because I'm like, oh, well, we had Dominaria before, so... Yeah, I already get that. Yeah. I, know what that I know what that's about. So I already know that that's going to be good. Yeah, so like... <laughs> I love that it's like um, three planes that we've been before, and then, well, kind of. It's like Dominaria and Kamigawa, we've Two been there planes, before. I guess. The Brothers' War is like a store, it's a piece of time. Again, it's like going mm -hmm. back in time when Kamigawa is the future. Huh, interesting. And then we get to uh, one new plane, and then each year we kind of do that. Um, I'd be down with that kind of cycle of like, yeah, we go back to the places often, but we introduce a new one every year. And then they can focus... Maybe in order for Kamigawa to go ahead 2,000 years, it had to take that time from another plane. Oh, like, shit. Took it away from Dominaria. And now Dominaria's back in time? That would be fucking crazy. That'd be crazy. <laughs> I don't know how they would get that across in the cards, but... but. That's fine. Um, the one thing I want to mention about this whole thing is that... What the... F where's new Phyrexia? What, what, weren't we, like, building towards <laughs> some Phyrexian thing? I guess Kaldheim felt like it, and then... Strixhaven didn't do anything with it. D&D &D obviously didn't. I don't know what's going to happen in the Innistrad sets, but I was thinking we were building up to some new Phyrexia, but maybe after the Brothers' War, then we're going to reintroduce Phyrexians in that, because that's kind of when they came, right? Didn't Isn't that a, around the yeah, time? Yeah, so it's... That was yeah, happening. the Brothers' War it had to do with Phyrexians, yeah. for sure. So then maybe in 2023, in quarter one, we'll get new Phyrexia, because we kind of reintroduced all of it. And it's fresh. And so then we get two huge <laughs> artifact sets, one after the other. 
Just, you just get artifact standard. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, that's what happened when Urza's block was around. It was like three artifact sets in a row, right? Exactly. Or I guess Mirrodin was the same yeah, thing. Yeah, Mirrodin is the same thing, so... And we all, we all know those weren't known for being super broken. No, absolutely not. It was really no. easy. Like, if every deck can play the best cards, that's fine. That's not a problem. It's the fairest time in Magic, those two standard seasons. Yeah, of course. Um... But anyway, those are my main thoughts for the, the standard sets. Like, and those are the ones that are going to affect us the most on Arena. That's why I kind of want to start yeah. with that. No, good call. I mean, and just get me hyped for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Because those are all awesome. Exactly. Like, I know that I don't always want to be like rainbows and sunshine. I mean, like, obviously not everything is <laughs> like that. Um, but like, this one was exceptionally good. I think you're right with last year seemed like, eh. And this one was like, yeah. I, I just... I got out of my seat after you fell out of your seat. I got up yeah. out of my seat and was wow, just that's like the right way to do it. tweeting. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to see things and talk to people about this right now. And I felt like everyone I knew hadn't watched it. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> Why did Zach text me? Kamigawa, demon crime families, brothers war? Question mark. Question mark. Point. Freaking out like <laughs> home alone emoji. Anyway. Um, Jeff, how's your PBR? Did you just like slam this back? Oh, it's done. Yeah. All right. Well, but, uh, yeah. I think we should just get to if the. You next need one. a little more time, I guess. That's okay. No, 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 no. This is going to be gone in a second. All right, great. Well, let's. Uh, I'm going to slam this back, and then I'm going to grab another silver beer and slam that back, because that's what you do with silver beers. For sure. <laughs> just slam them. All right, let's go to a beer slam break. Slam them. Oh, <laughs> did you already open your beer? <laughs> no, what do you mean? <laughs> All right, Jeff, what's the next silver beer up for tonight? <clears throat> so I actually got something a little exotic this week to bring to the oh, show. Oh, it's, nice. Uh, La Bête Bleu. Bleu. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow, French. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's right. Nice. Very nice. Um, uh, it is uh, 5%. It's been a uh, quality brewing since 1847. These beers are so old. I know. They're so much older than I thought they yeah. were. But they no taste... wonder they're like grandfathered in, you know? Yeah. Like... They taste fresh, though, you know? I don't. I can't believe that this is that old. Like, that's a really... I know. It's like, <laughs> I like, feel like they made this beer like six months ago. Yeah, but they, you know, made it a couple centuries ago. So, nice. Yeah. Good Good job. Um, anyway, no. Of course, this is Labatt Bloom, uh, which you've definitely heard of before however i think this is more of a canadian thing than from the states i I definitely knew about it but i didn't see it as much and yeah when i was in like new york and stuff they would have it yeah it it looked exactly like this but it would say imported on the can right right, right, right. it's imported from like over there (laughs) yeah so um it looks like the name so i think that the actual like John Labatt, maybe, was making beer in 1847. But when I looked up on their website, it said Labatt Blue was introduced in 1951 as Labatt Pilsner. Uh, And then later, it was named by the fans of Winnipeg Blue Bombers to be Labatt Blue for Hmm. that reason. There you go. Which was surprising to me um but this it's cool to have an official beer for your team i guess yeah exactly i don't know if all of the bombers fans know that but hey look at that that's also what i like about researching these beers i would never have ever even googled remotely um yeah (laughs) so i think that's cool 
And then it was also the first brand in Canada to have a twist-off top. So, oh, yeah, kind of cool. Breaking ground. Crazy. Um, anyway, uh, that's what Labatt's website says, but uh, pretty interesting stuff. I'm just happy that I, I, got to, I spent mm-hmm. like a, a moment this, looking up some of these beers because I'm like, I wonder, I wonder. Mm-hmm. Anyway, silver, silver, silver. <laughs> I did want to also maybe mention, gold, maybe gold. Oh, that's true. That it could be gold eventually. Um, maybe not by the end of the night, but by the end of whenever we finish this. I don't know how long it's going to take. By the end of several nights. Yeah. Um, I also want to say one of the reasons why we're doing the silver series is because Innistrad's moon is made of silver. So there you go. It, it ties oh, yeah. in. Did we forget to mention that? It ties into okay. magic somehow. Mm-hmm. It works. Yeah. Just trust us. It works. <laughs> Yeah. Moving right along. All right. More of the Showcase 2021 stuff. We there. So along with the standard sets that we just talked about, there's a bunch of other crap happening. But, you know. <laughs> a whole lot of other crap. As usual, that is what Magic does. There's always something going on. Always something to preview. Yeah. So what's the first, like, the biggest thing people are talking about? But, of course, it's going to make a big splash. That would be Universes Beyond, I would say. Yeah, I think so, too. So... If you don't remember what Universes Beyond are, I mean, sort of D&D was kind of one, but not mm-hmm. really because it's part of Wizards. But the idea is that magic and other universes, you know, mix and match. And they announced uh, last year, I think, that they were going to be doing one with Warhammer 40,000 and with Lord of the Rings. And so today we actually got a bit more detail about what those collaborations will be. Yeah, exactly. Um so we had heard, I think there were some rumors that Warhammer was going to be just commander things. And it is, which is great. So it's just like, mm-hmm. they're going to be Warhammer commander decks. Pre-constructed ones. Pick it up with your favorite faction or whatever. Anyway, I don't really know a ton about Warhammer, but I always thought the Space Marines looked super cool. So that's actually the thing that like, I don't know, I don't always buy stuff on paper anymore because I've been playing a lot of Arena and I don't actually get to use my cards very often. But... Hey, I have thought about getting the Space Marine Commander deck because I'm like, that'd be kind of fun just to have a pre-con that's like, yeah, these are all Space Marines. I don't know. They have guns. Totally. <laughs> I'll blow uh, up your yeah, I don't have a lot to thing. say. I don't have a lot to say either, except that I also don't know much about Warhammer 40K. In fact, I knew so little that when they previewed it, I was like, wait, what is that? Because I thought it was StarCraft. Oh, really? So it was like the like Space Marine guys. Sure, like, sure, yeah, sure. StarCraft, for sure. Right? I actually thought Warhammer 40K was like fantasy stuff. Oh. Because I could swear I've seen some games on like Steam that were Warhammer, and they were definitely like fantasy RPG style. Yeah, games. so I think that Warhammer is like really, it's huge, right? It's a miniature. If you don't yeah. know, Warhammer is like a miniature game where you buy these little metal miniatures and you paint them yourself. So half of the hobby is painting your miniatures which i always thought i was going to be terrible at and i still think that so that's one of the reasons i've never played it also i'm not really good at the armies like you have a big table full of and you move your armies around and i was never good at those and i didn't oh so it's like a board game but you customize and collect your own pieces kind of you 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 don't really collect them you just buy them because you you're you can just buy whatever and then paint whatever one's you have and they can be whatever you get to customize them you get to customize them so you can paint them whatever they have like these are the colors for this if you want but you can also do whatever you want i see that's Um, pretty cool and then they all have different like vehicles and stuff and all of them have stats depending on what they are and i know that you have to use like a measuring tape to see how far they can move it's very technical Mm. and like long there's a ton of rules um but it's 
it's, you know, if you enjoy painting little, I don't know. I've thought my, my fiance really likes paint by numbers. So I've thought about buying her Warhammer stuff many times being like, I could see her wanting to paint little things like on a miniature. like 3D paint by numbers. Exactly. But you can, you, these are the paints. So you can do whatever you want, you know. Mm-hmm. There's also, I did this for a movie, getting off topic. I didn't think I was going to talk this much about Warhammer, but um, <laughs> there was a movie I was in where I was like a, uh, like a huge nerd. Big stretch for me. Like, oh, yeah, man, how'd you get that far? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, one of the things was like I was showing off to this girl I liked a miniature I had made. And so I asked the director if I could actually paint the miniature myself. And boy, was that hard. Holy crap. Yeah. It was really difficult. It sounds hard. I don't know why you're acting like it's a surprise that it's hard. Yeah, I don't. Well, just because I, I guess I did it. It looked okay. Um, but there are some cool techniques where you like mix the black with water and then you kind of pour it on certain parts and then you dab off the top of it so the black only fits into the crevices to give it like a depth uh, outline it yeah um and some other interesting watercolor ish or paint techniques that i didn't even know existed so that was um pretty interesting learning some more about that but um nice anyway as far as magic goes uh yeah cool whatever i wonder if the 40k is like forty thousand, and that's why this one's in the future but the warhammer stuff i was seeing is not that far in the future or whatever maybe i always thought space marines were part of it i've looked at the boxes many times at game shops um because i was like man that looks super cool but i could never play that game because it looks really fucking hard obviously i just don't know what i'm talking about but i'm like i know so little about this that i didn't even know the genre i thought it was like fantasy and thought it was high fantasy or whatever and it's uh you know sci-fi yeah but in any case um it's not coming to arena it's just commander decks um so have up on that i guess uh, but this next one... I hope people enjoy them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this next one is going to be legal in things more than Commander, which was surprising to me. Yeah, so I guess it's like a full set, and it's going to essentially play the role of these modern, straight-to-modern sets we've been getting. That was yeah. kind of my understanding. So, so like this a- is the Lord of the Rings set, um, and apparently it's modern legal, and it's also going to be on Arena and MTGO. Obviously MTGO, because modern's on there, but... On Arena, it's going to be historic legal. So you can play Gandalf right. in a historic whenever this comes out. Oh, that sounds cool. That does sound cool. I like Lord of the Rings. I th- So I think the reason that they decided to make it legal in... Because it's also legal in, like, Vintage and, and Legacy and Commander and all those the, the normal ones. Um, but as far as modern goes and historic, like, Lord of the Rings is basically... It's like d d It's like... It, it's high fantasy. It's like magic. Right. It's just an elf that yeah, you have Yeah, it matches the... The setting of magic already, yeah, you know? It's not going to look as weird. It's like, all right, well, you have Gandalf the White, and he's going to be... Uh... Actually, I think I saw this on Twitter. Someone's like, oh, Gandalf the White. Like, there's no way... Like, that card's going to be great, but it's a white card, so it's never going to be banned. And somebody else was like, oh, no, 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 no. Gandalf the White is going to be a blue card, obviously. <laughs> they have to make it good. So. Yeah, exactly. It's probably going to be blue-green. <laughs> yeah. Neil, it's going <laughs> to... Fuck. He's going to be blue-green. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, all for it. I liked those movies. Um, I know people obviously love the books and it doesn't seem that weird. Just, they're just named dwarves, you know, or, or and, and they're or also like, they're definitely just edging us into this. It's like, first we'll give you a D and D set. That's not that unusual. We yeah. own it. It's very mm-hmm. similar world. Now we'll give you a full Lord of the Rings set. That's not that weird. Like it's a little bit more of a stretch than D and D. It's also not, come on, it's still fantasy. Yeah. It's not standard legal. So whatever. 
Um, yeah. I get that there's probably pressure from Hasbro and stuff, and a lot of people are making the jokes of like, oh, in the future we're going to be, every card's going to be un- only recognizable from like the merchandise from other IPs that we're getting, and you know all the jokes about oh you, your creature has to eat a Big Mac before it can get plus three plus three and, and kill whatever you know. I get it. I understand it's, that. It's easy territory for jokes. Yeah. So of course, a lot of them are going to be made. You know? Sure. And they're kind of funny jokes, too. But at the same time, yeah. it's definitely not the same thing. I can see the comparison between, like, Monopoly, I guess, where it's like, hey, there's this right. um, there, Monopoly, which is a game, obviously, and there's a bunch of different versions you can get that twist. They have their own little spin on it, and you get to play characters that are different things or whatever. That's always been what Magic was anyways, right? It's a game, but then every set is a... Is like a sub game that uses the same base rules but puts its own twist on it. Exactly. Also, if you want to go to super far back, if you're talking about Richard Garfield, he literally right. built an <laughs> engine around these tropes or whatever. But his initial vision for the game was that each set would be independent from all the other sets and each set would have a different card back so you wouldn't be able to play them together. And each world you would go yeah. to would be completely different. So the first expansion is Arabian Nights, which is, you know, just a story lifted from history or, you know, it's like an old tale and they just made cards for that. Or a lot of old tales, I think. Yeah. So like, you know, if you want to try to go back as far as to say the person who invented magic wouldn't want this to happen. I don't know if you're right. I think that he would have wanted Now the this. joke, as Richard Garfield intended, is like actually serious and not sarcastic. Exactly. I, I think that <laughs> he would be like all for it. He'd be like, yep, you can play all these different things. Isn't that fun? Magic is actually an engine. It's, it's a, it has pieces that have mechanics and do things, but you can slap on whatever colors that you want on top, um, and it will work in many different ways, which is the great thing about it. And we get to see all these cool things in the game we like so i don't know i it doesn't bother me too much it doesn't really bother me at all right like hey if the lord of the rings set they release is awesome then hey that's an awesome magic set <laughs> like great great like, <laughs> and i feel like they're gonna put a lot of work and thought into these and you're gonna get some cards that are like oh cool you know that's that's good flavor exactly and you know if it brings other people to the game that's always nice as well and mm-hmm. You know, we'll have to see. It will be kind of funny. Exactly. Look at Twitter. Look at how many people it's driving away from the game. Oh, but they're not really leaving. They never really leave. (laughs) No one ever really leaves. Um, (laughs) So I think this is... Hasbro knows that. Yeah, exactly. I also think this is a good time to just jump straight to, like, the secret layer stuff as well. Because Mm -hmm. secret layers in the past have already done this. I think one of our first episodes on the podcast, we were talking about The Walking Dead. Um, which was the oh, secret yeah. layer that blew up everything and people were like, oh, magic's dying. And uh, there were some uh, content creators that were trying to create a new, um, sorry, a new commander format that was called like okay. general or something so that <laughs> you could play every card except those cards because the commander, or the commander advisory group or the committee or whatever would not ban them outright. Um, I, Cowards. It's just, it, it, these are the kinds of things that, you know, just happened. But it's also like, nothing's happened since then. I haven't seen a single person be like, oh, who, so-and-so, Rick beat me really badly in this game, and I can't believe he's a card or blah, blah, whatever. Number one, I don't think anyone has those cards because they couldn't buy them because they were only available for like a day or whatever. And yeah, it, it's, nothing's happened. I don't know. So there's, there's, what are the two new secret layers that we're getting, basically, that 
more people are up in arms again about, as usual. Okay. The first one, uh, for trying to remember what order they announced these in, I think the first one was Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, so Fortnite is a little different. Um, I'm not sure if this is the one people are upset about or not, but it's hard for me to imagine because it's just reprints of magic cards that already exist, but the art and, I guess, de- overall design of like the card frame maybe uh, are going to be inspired by Fortnite. Yeah. But you know what would be cool? So it's going to have these bright Fortnite colors and whatnot. Exactly. And whatever. Like, cool. You So it's like some of your Thalia might be dressed as, uh, I don't know, like a bear or something. Like a, like a, a roller skating bear or, or something. something. Yeah. Sure. Like, okay. Like, whatever. Maybe that's... If you don't like it, don't buy that one. You like. don't need to. There are magic counterparts. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Also, hey, think about all the parents that like, what if your your kid's like 12, right? And you're having a really hard time connecting with them. And you really like this game. And you're like, man, I just want to be able to connect with my kid better. They play this stupid game that I think is terrible. And it's just like so lame. But then your favorite game comes out with cards that look like that game. And then your kid gets interested in the game that you like. And then there's a you, you might not love that, but there's a shared connection. And you get to have a moment, even if it's just an afternoon, of sitting down with your kid and you get to kind of share in both of your interests and maybe you both kind of bridge a little bit closer and maybe then you play Fortnite a little bit more and maybe then they play magic a little bit more and then you can have this thing i think that's great like how is that bad you paint quite the tale there yeah it seems nice Paint quite the picture yeah i, I so whatever yeah i mean i'm fine with it i won't buy them but they should do I more hope other people i want more and, and enjoy them i want spongebob ones i want paw patrol cards i want all of yeah. them <laughs> Um, and then the next one, uh, which is, I don't know, I don't think people are actually mad about this one at all, uh, but it's Street Fighter. That's because it's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. <laughs> uh, once again, with these, like, when you play Arena, it doesn't matter. Like, they don't... Right. Besides, Maybe these will be purchasable art, like, if all the cards were on Arena... Um, yeah like for the fortnite one i mean maybe yeah, there's maybe. a fortnite bundle and you can buy the skins or whatever but, but like again whatever. if you don't like them don't buy them yeah it doesn't matter um but anyway so street fighter is another one sick so these are going to be um unique cards so they have not mm-hmm. been reprints um you're just going to get like new characters that are in the game however they in within six months or whatever They've said that they're going to uh, print a magic version of that card, and that card can be found in the list, which is in, like, set boosters. I see. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the list is not the best way to reprint things, but at least they do have ones if you want them. Um, yeah, but they can't just put Chun-Li in the Lord of the Rings set, you know? Like, yeah. So... They have... The list is, like, the only way. Yeah. Basically. So, um, so yeah, I think... I think it's also cool. I didn't really... Did you play a lot of Street Fighter? I didn't really play any Street Fighter. I always thought they, they looked I was cool a Mortal Kombat guy. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say. When are we... I, that's what I want. Mortal Kombat, Secret Layer. I want Fatalities. <laughs> I, I need uh, there are be, to be a black spell that's called Fatality or something. Or, um, no, you're not dreaming big enough. We need the full, like, modern legal Mortal Kombat set. <laughs> how sick would that be, though? It would be so awesome. You get all the different ninjas, and they have, like, some of them have ninjutsu and all the stuff. And then, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. And then, like, when you play, it could be, like... There'd be a spell called Get Over Here, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? And it's, me? like, an act of treason kind of thing. Oh, oh. But they, like, then it perpetually has, like, <laughs> less health or something when you give it back? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should just do that on Arena. That'd be sweet. 
Um, mm-hmm. Not only that, but I think like if they do their um, fatalities, what if it's like scorpions up down left right A B B A? <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, that's like, just the name. That's of the, the name for the card. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that way I could learn how to do those fatalities, too. That's true. That's very true. I actually am pretty mad at myself that I said A, B, B, A instead of X square triangle and <laughs> because I play yeah. PlayStation. <laughs> nah, man. You're clearly uh, an Xboxer. That was back when I was playing in, like, I don't know, Super Nintendo. All right. So we're talking Super Nintendo days. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, so it's okay. But uh, anyway, yeah. So secret layers barely affect anybody. Um but the Mortal Kombat one would be amazing. So um, please give it to us. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I've never bought a secret layer, but I might buy that one. But might is also pretty strong. I, I might. Depends on how. I will buy it, but I will love that you I will. I'll proxy it for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, let's just keep this train rolling. Where do you want to jump to next? Oh, oh <laughs> how about jumpstart? <laughs> Wow, you know what's really there fun? We go. When you're waiting for a set to come out, that they come out with a, a, a second version of that it's same like the, set. Yeah, <laughs> they, they announce like another Innistrad set before this one even comes out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, we're going back to Innistrad next fall too. Wow. Well, I would just hope that I don't even know what the fuck's going on with the one we're about to have. Anyway, obviously this announcement was made before they thought knew that they had to push the Innistrad set. They thought we would be currently loving Jumpstart yeah. Historic Horizons and just want more Jumpstart. But instead, we have to wait till Thursday, the day this episode comes out, to play Jumpstart Historic Horizons. So it just felt kind of funny to be like, hey, you know, everyone loves Jumpstart. There's going to be another paper one. It's probably going to be on Arena again, too. Just keep saving your, your gold up because, you know... <laughs> Anyway, I don't have a ton to say about it. Like, you know, Jumpstart's what it is, and there doesn't seem to be anything, like, special about this one. The Um, the only thing I have to say about this one is they said one of the packs was going to be Eldrazi-themed, and I hated that. Yeah, that fucking sucked. But, I mean, there was supposed to be, like, a really exciting thing, but I was like, God damn it. How about Eldrazi? I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Now I can't play Historic anymore because it's going to be too weird. Yeah, but... (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. I'm still not completely convinced. But that wasn't a problem. The format already had. Yeah. Let's see. We only have a couple more things. I quickly wanted to touch on they were going to be Pioneer Challenger decks that we're getting. Okay. This was surprising as hell to me. I was like... What, did you... No. Like, I was what like, do you think when they, they, they put this ad on? They just kind of put an ad. They're like, hey, buy these Pioneer Challenger decks. And they're four pre-constructed decks in paper that are based on like competitive pioneer decks yeah i was like what and i was like what the fuck i thought we were getting rid of pioneer altogether wasn't that the plan so wait they're trying to sell me competitive pioneer decks now but i thought competitive magic and pioneer were dead they they are what the hell is this they are both dead so like (laughs) that was really strange however i do want to say that Orzov of auras is one of the decks so you know (laughs) yeah well so is mono red yeah okay well also, it, they do have the. If you're interested in these things, um, if you play Pioneer, keep you know do your thing. Hey, uh, they seem cool. Like these they, will be uh, sweet. You know, pr- actual competitive decks that you can buy out of the box is mm-hmm. great. It's just like I don't know where you're gonna play them. Exactly. Um, but you can actually look at the the deck list right now. If you go to the announcement and, and all that stuff, you'll you'll find it. And I just because I had to see what the list was for Orzov Auras, and it is not awesome. It is okay. 
It's it's okay. different. It's different. <laughs> does than, it have four SRAM at least? It does. Yeah. So it has four SRAM. Because you know Pioneer has no core spirit dancer. I know, and that's why I was like, uh, they're also not playing Ga- Kaya's Ghost Form, which I feel like is a mistake. Um, but I guess all the other cards, like every other creature is like uh, the dog or the Allstate or all that kind of stuff, and Karamech's Blessings in it and all that. Um, you probably won't get the most value out of the Auras one. There is a Luris, however, so that's good. Um, but Mono Red has four copies of Bone Crusher Giant, so I'm like, oh, okay. Like, that's not terrible. Like, anyway, um, go check them out if you're interested. Uh, like, but, does this mean that they're not, like, Pioneer still on their mind? Because I thought they just totally abandoned it. Maybe they just, so. this was already a product that they had, and they're like, well, we might as well just release it, because we just put too much, yeah. we'll get, we put too much uh, money into labor to build it, that we have to get some of that back, so just release it and see how much money we can get back. But they've already said they're not doing Pioneer Masters on Arena, so Pioneer's not coming right. to Arena. they've already abandoned that project, right? So However... Historic is this crazy format right now that's like not going to be competitive. So maybe, maybe they they're just, just hedging their bets. Like <laughs> maybe they are trying to keep Pioneer because they're going to put Lord of the Rings into modern and just be like, oh, but Pioneer doesn't have it. So Pioneer can be like the new competitive. So it's thing. legal in like historic everything except standard and Pioneer. Yeah, that's weird. And yeah, and anyway, I have no idea. Um, I just didn't understand, and they didn't explain it at all because it was just an ad that they threw in yeah. in between other announcements. And I was like, "Do you not going to comment on at all competitive pioneer decks?" No? Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, we also finally, finally, we got news about this. Holy crap! It has been forever. I mean, we we got like a status update on how far along they were. Yes, but we got a little, a bit more. Like we, you know, yeah. from just like outside articles for a long time of just people kind of talking about it we finally had them be like hey we're gonna sit down and talk about the netflix animated series for the first time Whoa. i've been waiting for i'm stoked for this i don't know about yeah, you. yeah they saved this till the end so I, this was the yeah the big hitter i was hoping we were actually gonna see like a trailer or something but it doesn't seem like yeah that far along just like a, t- a super teaser you know but um like th- like 10 seconds yeah they did show some concept art uh, apparently Gideon is going to be the main character, which is actually, I do like Gideon quite a bit, actually. I don't, I don't know if other people mm-hmm. like him or don't like him or whatever, but I did have at one point a commander deck about Gideon riding vehicles because I thought it was funny. Um, and uh, so I, I do, Gideon has a soft spot in my heart. There, there was um, a standard deck about that. Yeah, it was just Gideon and Heart of Kieran. Yeah, and just like... And it just whooped your ass by turn four. Is that is that the deck you're talking about? Uh, no, I was. It was a commander deck with every Gideon and every vehicle. I basically <laughs> that was okay, um, and the mm-hmm. idea was to turn Gideon into a creature to crew vehicles, and that was that was basically it. Yeah, no, this one you takes s- the counter off Gideon with the heart of Kieran, and then attacks you with both. Yeah, that's, that's kind of that's a lot thing. better. That's a lot better. <laughs> this one's not like that at all. Um, but anyway. So, uh, the one thing that I thought was cool is that, so we did get to see a little video that was on the phone of the actor that plays Gideon, right. who does the voice. Um, so Bra- like Brandon Ralph. So Ralph. Brandon Ralph. Um, if you're not familiar with him, he played Superman. Superman. He played Superman in Superman Returns. Uh, he was also in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. He's one of the evil exes, but the reason he was in that movie was cause he was Superman. Um, and he's in a few other things as well. Um, but he had a little nice thing to say. Um, I was surprised it was just on his phone while he was holding it outside. It's kind of strange. But apparently he plays magic, so that's good. 
Um, there you go. There you go. Yeah, it's, uh, I think the only other info we got is, like, Jace is going to be in it, I guess. Yeah. But I don't even know if that counts as information, because obviously Jace is going to be in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's no world where Jace wasn't in it. So, so this must be some story. Apparently, this is kind of independent from where we are and stuff, because obviously Gideon's dead. So, sorry, spoilers. I don't know if anyone didn't know that already, but Gideon died at War of the Spark. Um, yeah. So it, it must Statute be some... Statute of limitations on that one. Yeah, There's exactly. Like two rotations ago. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But anyway, so it must be some story from earlier that they Gideon and Jace are trying to get the Gatewatch together, or hopefully something different that's not about the Gatewatch. That would be great. Um, so I'm not sure exactly. The whole Gideon dying thing did remind me of something that I'm just remembering now, but the Streets of New Capenna... Mm-hmm. Mafia mafioso set we were talking about earlier. They said that it, it that plane was very important to Elspeth. Yeah. For some reason. So is that like that the, part of the underworld? <laughs> like, I don't know. Is she, is she... <laughs> that where her spark ignited or whatever? But like, she's from Theros, right? So like... She's from... Her... Or sorry, is that the first plane she traveled to, I mean? May, or yeah, maybe ignited. that's where she showed up right when she ignited her spark. Yeah. Because um, we never... Actually, no, we don't really know. Is she really from Theros, though? Because she... I thought so, but maybe not. The first... Wasn't her first card in, like, uh, Scars of Mirrodin? And then... Yes. Yes. So maybe... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she is from that... From New Capena. I did like the Chris... Elspeth is a planeswalker from an unknown plane. Oh. Dominated by Phyrexians. Oh. So is New Capena? So she, so she was in Scars of Mirrodin because she was coming to help because she knew the Phyrexians had our, what could what they could do. That makes sense. I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. So maybe this could have been her first plane and maybe there's Phyrexians there. Or Well, I guess the place isn't destroyed. So Now the Phyrexians are all tying together through all the okay, sets. Okay, all right. I see it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, uh, I would like to note this is probably the funniest tweet of everything I have seen today. Obviously, there's a bunch Ooh, of like backlash, but... Chris Patello tweeted, it's like, um, he was saying something like... That guy's always meddling. Yeah. So Chris Patello was like, uh, this is day zero, or it was like day number one of zero mentions of when we're going to get old Capena. (laughs) When are we going to go to old (laughs) Capena? And I was like, oh my God. That's so funny. Uh, that guy's hilarious. Because now it's just going to be, everyone's going to be like, well, if we're going, if there's new Capena, when are we going to go to old Capena? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought that was great. I was like, Is he going to keep that count up? I hope he does. Like, every few often, or every so often, it's going to be like, all right, day 76. No mentions yeah. of when we're going back to old Copena or whatever. Um, so, anyway, it was just a nice little hey, breather. We, have, we live near York, you know, so. Yeah. So. Based on New York. Hey. So, maybe, maybe old Copena is based on York. Maybe. Old York? Old York. Yeah. Isn't that a thing? What's Old York? Like a. I feel like that's like a Old York. Uh, is that a hotel? I think there's the a old hotel York in Toronto Ho- called the Old York Hotel. The Old York. I think it might be. I think there is. It's like right across from Union, maybe. No, that, that's that the Royal York. That's the Royal. Royal York. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know what. Maybe I feel like Old York something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, to finish our history of Toronto hotels. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> This um, Labatt Bleu has really got, got yeah. into my system. Oh, it's getting there. Um, there was one last thing with the uh, Magic the Gathering, the animated series, which I believe that's what it's actually called, the title. Which, 
Eh, take it or leave it. Um, there's Since too many colons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is <laughs> going Magic colon the gathering <laughs> colon the animated series. <laughs> Um, so there's going to be a, a prequel to the animated series that, that is a novel that comes out when the series comes out. So when you watch the first episode, you can buy the book, read that, and see what happened beforehand. Um, number one, hope it's good. Number two, maybe this is a Drunken Vortos episode in the making. Oh, mm-hmm. definitely. So is. apparently the series is supposed to come out at the end of 2022, so kind of fall to winter-ish time. So maybe a little over a year from now, we'll be talking about this. I'm actually, I'm pretty stoked. Um, I had totally forgotten about this. And then when I heard the Netflix logo, I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Let's get some info. They did a really great thing at the beginning. I think they did, like there was the the sound, right? They're like, oh, and we have something else for you at the end. And then they just went, boom, boom. And it was like the Netflix sound. And I was like, oh shit. I am hyped for this. Thank you, Jimmy (laughs) Wong, for putting that little thing in there. Um, Obviously he didn't write the whole thing so it doesn't matter but anyway we don't know that for sure we don't know that you're right we don't know that yeah jimmy 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 um but yeah anyway i think that's uh at this moment i think i'm ready for a new another a newther, uh silver beer yeah me too <clears throat> get yourself a curse light <laughs> yeah it's an interesting beer we brought this time yeah so Coors Light, obviously. Yeah. Everyone's. I mean, the first the first silver series had to have the silver bullet. Oh, okay. All right. That's nice. It's also ties into Innistrad. Wow, look at how, how nicely this works. Yeah. Oh, cause silver bullets kill vampires or werewolves or something. They kill werewolves. They kill werewolves. Okay. Silver kills werewolves. Got yeah, it. yeah. Like I would be so screwed if I went to Innistrad. I'd be like pounding a stake into a werewolf. <laughs> it's like, why won't you die? Yeah. Throwing garlic at it. <laughs> um, anyway, Coors Light is uh, the can that thinks you don't know how cold your beer is. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that their whole marketing is like, we're cold. It's like, well, any beer can be cold. <laughs> like, yeah. But we turn blue when we're cold. And you're like, but do you actually turn blue when you're cold? It's um, like, hey, hey, Molson, Coors, uh, how does your beer taste? It's cold. It's cold, though. It's <laughs> cold, rocky mountain water. Which, you know, I kind of like that, you know. Oh, yeah, this is the beer from your hometown, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm from the Rocky Mountains, so... Or at least the foothills in the Rocky Mountains. So, it, it you know, saying stuff like that makes me... It gets me on board a little bit. Um, yeah. It is 4%. And, of course, as we talked about each of the other beers and when they originated and all those kinds of things. Um, so, apparently, Coors Light... Started in 1978, so ah, much brand new. Yeah, super brand new. But yeah, uh, 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 I'm sure there was Coors before this, but the actual light version is mm. 78. So um, more things I didn't know, but happy to have known. Um, I don't know what else to say. I guess like you know, it's from the Rocky Mountains, and then now it has joined with Molson, like you were saying, Molson, Molson Coors. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think they make this in Alberta now because they're going to keep the whole uh, Rocky Mountain thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe so, but I also don't super know because the can doesn't give me a lot of information. It's just got a pair of sunglasses. I mean, it might, might be one of those things that the Canadian ones are brewed in Alberta and the American ones are brewed you know, oh, for in Colorado sure. or something. But, but they taste the same, right? <laughs> so yeah, like it's, it's, all, it's, it's all, all exactly the it's same. All exactly you know, it's like getting McDonald's one 
mm-hmm. one place or another. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, Catherine has said that like Canadian McDonald's was different than in the States. And obviously, well, I think McDonald's... It's more expensive. I think McDonald's might be a bad example because McDonald's is in many places in the world and the menu is drastically different, so... Um, yeah, but it's also like notorious for whatever the double cheeseburger is the same. That's everywhere. true. That's right. Even yeah, if yeah. the actual items you can order. Yeah. Uh, As opposed different. to like Italy being like, hey, getting Italian pizza, like you have to have the tomatoes from where in Italian tomatoes, because that's what makes it right. pizza. McDonald's is like, hey, whatever you eat has to previously have been frozen because that's what they're all going to taste like. That's and right. so. It's, Otherwise, it's not McDonald's. Yeah, okay. so like if it was yeah. fresh, technically, and never frozen, it won't taste the same. Which, it's sure, not that, proper McDonald's. that's a good business model because you can send that shit anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, sweet. Coors Light. <laughs> it just reminds me, Catherine was like, there's this one, like, I think she was just like an Instagram woman, but she just like had this Alberta or like, I don't know, Texas woman who drank Kirsch Light and she would just sit around and be like, oh, get yourself a Kirsch Light. And she would just say it all the time. And that's the only thing I can think about when I, when I drink Kirsch Light. It's just gonna, the rest of the episode is just going to be us saying that. So. <laughs> get yourself a Kirsch Light. Uh, all right, so back to things. All right, so basically we talked about the entire showcase just about. Um, but the thing that did seem to be missing was things about Innistrad. 2021 stuff. 2021 <laughs> stuff. Uh, there yeah. are a few teeny tiny things, um, but I thought we might get some werewolf stuff, um, mm-hmm. but but not really. You wanted some midnight hump. I got no midnight hump. There was no midnight hump in the showcase. I wanted them to showcase it. Um, there there is a product that. Um, so we've talked about this a lot. So wanting to have the draft experience of being in a block set again is something mm-hmm. that we've wanted um yeah and we were wondering how they were going to deal with draft in midnight hunt and crimson vow and if they were going to draft together eventually or or what well instead of just letting you buy the regular booster packs and smashing them together how about you buy a new booster pack that is them smashed together how about that yeah <laughs> So this is the Innistrad Double Feature, which I think is an awesome name. I, it's a really yeah. cool name, especially from someone who loves movies, uh, and specifically right. Double Features. Uh, Made me think of you as soon as they said it. I was like, Zach's yeah. going to love this. I was like, oh, fuck, this is cool. <laughs> Though I still, okay, I like the idea. So what it is, well, Jeff, do you want to talk about what it is? Yeah, so <laughs> Double Feature is just a pack that contains some cards from both, I guess, and it's curated to provide a draft experience. So it's a lot like the... reminds me of the remastered sets when they remastered Blocks. Oh, okay. Arena. You know, they redid Kaladesh, and that was like Kaladesh and Aether Revolt put together and then curated into a draft experience. And from what I understand, it's it's going to be the same. That, that... I didn't think about it like that. That's a good way of thinking of it. Um, yeah, that makes me like it a bit more... Uh, mm-hmm. basically what they were saying is because it's a double feature, because it's the monster movie set or like the old kind of gothic horror stuff. Um, this is a set that has both of the different cards, but they're going to have like monster movie treatments on some of the cards, which mm-hmm. makes me very excited because some of those old posters are really cool. 
Oh, those old posters are awesome. Yeah. I want... And I can already imagine cards in that aesthetic. It's, like, such a good fit. Yes. 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 Uh, all the OG <laughs> stuff from this was in, like, the silent movie era into other things. Like, the first werewolf trans uh, transformation in cinema was, like, a silent film in black and white and all that kind of stuff. So seeing some of these cards be turned into this stuff... Uh, gets me excited it reminds me of like film history classes that you would take and i'm i'm so down like so down <laughs> this must have been how the metalheads felt when like the call time stuff with the old school metal oh, album arts yeah, was totally. coming out like absolutely yeah. which also were freaking awesome so yeah which we non-metalheads i don't know if, is that a term that they like i don't know um i'm I don't know if that's Durant, like if they don't like that term or not. But okay, I have no like, idea. Yeah. anyway, people that like metal music, metal music enthusiasts, <laughs> I guess, just to cover <laughs> all our bases. Who knows? Um, the even though I'm not part of that community, I thought those were awesome. So I'm sure mm -hmm. there were people like you. Don't have to be someone who went to film school to look at a poster and be like, "That's cool," and then see a card that's like, "Oh, that's like that poster I saw. That's cool." Like, if you are magic didn't do their job right if you have to have gone to film exactly. school to appreciate it yeah, yeah so um I, I think it's cool it does make me a little sad because i was hoping we'd be able to just have a draft format where you just kind of mix them together but um yeah. but this is i mean this is a product that's probably going to be on arena i'm assuming like this is the type of thing that they would have some sort of event or whatever for oh yeah definitely like i i, I don't see them doing this without being like oh by the way you can also put them together. This maybe for a weekend or whatever, or, or it's a F and M. There's just no reason not to, because like the all cards? the cards are programmed in anyways. Exactly. You just have to tell the the thing which ones are in this set. Exactly. So, doesn't seem too difficult. Um, yeah. Honestly, with like Midnight Hump, I don't think uh, I saw anything like. <laughs> and we're just gonna call it that now. I think that's what's just gonna happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> But with Midnight Hump, we didn't have, like, any new cards revealed. I think the one weird thing in Crimson Vow is that they were discussing how Olivia Voldaren is the bride. And it's her day. And that the groom is to be announced. Oh. Huh. So it's not Soren. Well, that's not... It's not totally true. It could be Soren. They just don't well, want no. us to know that yet. <laughs> I mean, Soren's the super obvious candidate, so super if they're obvious. saying it's a secret, then it can't be him, right? No, it seems like they didn't want anyone to guess that when they just... <laughs> but they slapped Soren on everything. Like... Yeah. <laughs> this reminds me of um, when Shadows Over Innistrad was out, actually, and they're mm -hmm. like, we're not even going to show you the name and, like, the... Um, uh, logo for the next set because we don't want to spoil anything. And everyone's like, it's Emrakul, right? And the, the set logo looks like Emrakul. Is that why? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're just like, we don't want it to show you any spoilers. And then they're like, it was Emrakul all along. You're like, yeah, everyone knew that immediately. You drew a bunch of tentacles in every art. Yeah. In Shadows over Innistrad. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, I don't know. Why are people behaving so weirdly? Wait to the next set to find out. Like, oh, it's Emrakul. It's infected the plane, right? Yeah. We, we were literally <laughs> just dealing with two of the Titans. We knew one of them was missing. Yeah, at least let me let the Eldrazi not be top of my mind when you do Yeah, this. exactly. Like, it was like, literally like Emrakul was missing from the Eldrazi set, and now there's some mysterious thing that's happening in, in Estrad, and the tentacles remind me a lot of Emrakul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, so um, obviously we're not huge fans of uh, the Eldrazi, so um, I we, we've already <laughs> mentioned another time in this episode. You said we, you know, we don't want to show, we want to, we have to show people that we don't just love everything. So. Yeah, that's true. Eldrazi, okay. hate them. <laughs> um, if an Eldrazi set comes out, I will just be um, saying how great it is, because like, <laughs> just kidding, yeah. it'll be really hard. I just don't like them. Like, come on, I don't know. Creatures don't have to be that fucking big. Like, yeah. you don't have to annihilate my board. I, I get the... I don't know. I guess it's fine that they're there, but um, I liked it when there were just three, I guess, and I didn't really care when there was more stuff. I didn't even like it when there were three. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I'm, that's not I, even true. I, I, the first time just, I saw one... I still care about it. I'm trying to like have some nice spin on it, but I literally... Okay, I was away from Magic for a long time, I hadn't bought anything out and I like to do this thing where I would just like buy a booster pack of like whatever set is out and just see what's going on in magic. So I bought a fat pack back when they were fat packs, which wasn't very yeah. long ago. I know that it sounds like it's a flex, but it wasn't that long ago. I bought a fat pack of, uh, what Oath of the gate watch. Is that what that set's called? Right. So, um, mm-hmm. and oh, I was thinking tournament pack. That's why I was like, that's a fucking, long no, time. no, no, no. Just fat packs. Just fat packs. <laughs> I remember tournament packs. Those I, were awesome. I also remember tournament packs. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so I opened this fat pack of Oath of the Gatewatch, and I got two Kozilex. But the whole thing was like, what is all this new mana symbol? And I remember being really pissed about it because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was like, why would you ever do this? This is dumb. I hate this. This is terrible. I had those Kozilex for a while. They were like $3. I traded both of them off to different friends being like, fuck this. I don't even, I hate them. I don't care. Then, of course, they, you know, they rose in price, and then I should have kept them, and I should have... After the great Commander boom of 2000. Yeah, but how was I supposed to know Commander was going to get really big? Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) um, So I kind of wish I still had those to sell them to someone else, but I would never really use them. I wouldn't... It's not, like, a thing I would like. I don't know. I I don't know. They're... They're okay. Anyways, it's almost certainly Soren, right? It's it's definitely... Yeah, okay. So moving back, it's 100% (laughs) Soren. How is it not Soren? Who else could it be? What other vampire would we be like, oh, damn. <laughs> Edgar Markov would be really weird because he's, like, dead, right? <laughs> so that, Maybe that's it. Or m- maybe he's, I guess maybe he's not dead. He's just really old. Because Edgar is, like, Soren's grandfather. Oh, we solved it. It's Edgar. It's not Soren. It's still joining the families together. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know much about it. Uh, they said it was, like, a vampire political power move wedding. So it could be Edgar. There you go. Yeah, but also like, okay, so didn't most of Soren's? I, anyway, I I don't want to get too into the know. story. I don't exactly know. Edgar is like on. a commander thing. So yeah, I'm, I'm even taking your word on that. Let's uh, just say I'm pretty sure her last name will she'll have the option of taking the last name Markov. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't think she will. You know what? Like Olivia Voldaren's for sure going to be like my last name's Voldaren. Your last name's yeah. also going to be Voldaren. So. Yeah. I don't know. My family. <laughs> so somehow it's. Yeah. You're marrying into my family. My family's better than yours. If anyone's going to get a stamp of approval or whatever, like, you want my last name because mine's better than whatever right. the fuck yours is. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I was marrying someone whose family was that intense, I'd be like, no, no for, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. If it's really important to you, I guess I'll take your last yeah. name that grants me instant fame and fortune. But. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Zach Voldaren? That sounds pretty good. That's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard it here first, folks. Zach. 
is the mystery groom. I'm the mystery groom. Guess what? Who yeah. knew? <laughs> I'm going to get married to a vampire. I think you just broke your NDA, though, man. So I don't know if you are anymore. Yeah. Also, I think Catherine's going to be really mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he was full Darren. I, it's a vampire. I don't know. Like, she's going to kill me if I don't say yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might be getting killed either way. Yeah, probably. Catherine could... Uh, do some stuff to me anyway um but yeah basically that's what happened today those are the announcements for the most part yeah we're just like joking a lot beating around the bush because they really didn't say much about innistrad the double feature is really all they gave us yeah um which is cool which is cool yeah um they didn't really show you know i would have preferred a two draft two set draft format like you were saying but i i was just like how do you choose which one gets two packs exactly there was one other thing that um, was big news specifically for us and something that we have been talking about for a very long time. And when I say very long, I mean like six months probably. But it's long time. at some point, we don't exactly know what, when it's going to happen, but we know that one of the arena opens is going to be draft. That's right, yes. We I almost did, forgot about that. We did get this information. Now, does this mean that we are going to be drafting in pods against other people and then play that pod for the tournament? Probably not. But no. we'll be playing will we be drafting with other humans? I think it'll be just like the competitive draft events now, mm-hmm. where you draft with other humans. The premier ones. And yeah. then you play against whoever. Okay. I mean like I was hoping that it might be the news that we are getting draft with friends at some you know some point. Imagine they're like, it will be draft and it comes out and it's bot draft and everyone's like, Come on, you son of Like that's that's what I'm thinking, like, oh great. Then we're fucking playing bot drafts and then everyone has the same deck. That was their brilliant solution to the the draft problem. Yeah. Just draft against bots. Just draft against bots. Yeah, like everyone's just practicing bot draft for like forever. Yeah. That sounds rough. And then you know everyone's everyone's deck is going to be the same basically, and that's the yeah bot draft is the worst when it's competitive and when they're not updating the bots constantly because mm-hmm. there's just a few cards that pe- someone figures out hey they don't take this card you could pass it and wheel it mm-hmm. and then you just there's these busted decks that come out he, they post it on Twitter everyone knows that now you always just go red blue because they don't take shock for some reason because they're you know their <laughs> AI doesn't think it's good and then everyone plays that same deck yeah and then you're just mirror matches for days so mm-hmm. i am excited for this i'm I, I want draft is like probably my favorite format the more i've played the more i've been like every, i just want to draft all the time like that's really what i love doing um that doesn't mean i'm good at it i just want to do it all the time uh but uh, oh no favorite and good at are not the same they are very different um yeah. But I do hope that this does mean that we are moving, like, the world's championship is going to be draft. Mm-hmm. We have to be getting draft with our own pods at some point. Like, our own, you can choose to draft with your friends. Even if it's, like, phantom or... Phantom draft? Yeah. yeah. Like, would they let us do that? Or maybe it's cheaper and you can phantom draft, but you still have to pay some gems or something? Yeah, like, if it was, like... There's no way they're going to just know. let you draft for uh, free. 500 gold or something, mm-hmm. and then you phantom draft with your friends. Maybe that's a bit expensive, but it's, it's still like, you know. Would each a, person bit, have to pay 500? 500 is not very much, because that's just one day's worth of quests, right? 
that's what I mean. Like, if everyone has to put in 500, like, Magic would make a killing off that. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of, like, they would have to price it so that people don't think it's expensive. But Yeah. Um, so each person of the eight would have to put in their 500. You could only fire if there's eight of you. You don't get to keep the cards. Because what they're worried about is, like, people setting up. Like, I could just go make a new account or whatever and then join your thing and then pass you all the rares and, like, you just supercharge your account. That's true. Because you got to draft with friends. So that's the kind of thing they're worried about. So if it's Phantom, that makes like oh, wait, for a tournament or something. When we've talked about this in the past, in the past, when we talked about this in the past, I didn't realize, I didn't get, I wasn't thinking that you would just have like three or four random accounts that you're just, you could literally, if you had enough devices, draft by yourself, and just give one account all the rares. I wasn't right. thinking about that. And that's the type of stuff they have to balance, yeah. right? It's obviously a cool feature that most people would use honestly, mm-hmm. but there are enough people like that would try to benefit from it and kind of screw the system over. That yeah, but what about MTGO? They still draft like MTGO, like unless I'm mistaken, I don't think you can like get your eight friends together and draft on MTGO. Oh really? You just have to join a draft? Oh wow! So I've never just... heard of that. Okay. Yeah. All right, well... Like, I think Wizards employees and stuff can run drafts on MTGO sure. where they only invite people sure, or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. At least, and certainly not where you would get to keep the cards. MTGO wouldn't let you do that. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're not getting that, so I don't know, we don't have to talk about it too much, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I still hope, you know, still hoping. Yeah, but I do think it's great that we're moving towards this draft competitive scene, I guess, like... Now that competitive magic isn't a thing, really, they're willing to let draft be a bigger part of, I don't know, the, the community or the, the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of great. Because before it was like, oh, it's always constructed because constructed is like the competitive side of things. And now it's like, well, there is no competitive side. So sure, yeah, they'll play draft yeah. at the World Championships, but, and we'll let them play the Arena Open for draft. But how is, I don't know, how is draft not competitive, though? Like, it can be 100% competitive. It's just because, like, when they were streaming these things, they got less viewers when okay. they did draft than when they did constructed. Right? So when it was a big deal to them, oh, the Pro Tour numbers are way down during the draft portion than mm-hmm. the constructed portion. Now it's like, well, whatever, we're not doing a pro. Because maybe the draft is really fun, but watching them play isn't as fun. Who, yeah, or the opposite. Or the opposite like, or people don't like watching people draft. I don't know. But or people don't like to. I liked the draft portion of the Pro Tours, personally. I've just gone back and watched Ben Stark draft and play his deck and the whole thing and loved it. Yeah, it's it. fun. Yeah, I think it's great. So, I mean, obviously I'm not everyone, so... Mm-hmm. If I was everyone, I'd well, I, I'd probably be like Emrakul or something where I could just control everyone's mind and turn them all tentacles. Yeah, if, so. if you were everyone, or if everyone was you. Yeah, exactly. We are. We we recool. I'm recool. We're all Emrakul. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, that thing. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing. Um, Jeff, with that, I'm gonna crush this last silver beer, and then I think it's time to <laughs> start rating some for our last call. Let's do it. All right, Jeff, you ready for the big reveal? Oh, yeah. What's the last silver beer on the menu? <laughs> we got a Bud Light. Bud Light. Another one that just had to be on here. Of course. Well, we did Coors. We had to do Bud. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bud's the king of beers, right? So Bud Light is like 
the best. Also, I, I will have to say there's one thing about this beer that um, I do I enjoy quite a bit um, and makes me want to order it a lot is I am, if you didn't know, a big fan of Toy Story. So I love mm. some Bud Light beer. Bud Light beer to the rescue. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. Buzz, Bud Light beer. Yeah, yeah. Bud Light beer to the rescue. Love it. Anyway. Um, so let's see. Ba, ba, ba. Bud Light. This beer. It's like 4%. I think online when I was looking at it, it said it's 4.2%, but that's not what it says on the can, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe what the can says. This it says beer. says 4.0 on mine. Yeah, same with me. So Bud Light was first introduced in 1982 as Budweiser Light. But obviously now it's exclusively known as Bud Light. And that happened yeah. actually in 1984. So fairly quickly, people were like, Bud Light, that's what it is. And yeah. there are a bunch this of... This is what you should have called your beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are a bunch of different versions of it now. There's a bunch of flavored ones, but everyone knows Bud Light. Uh, well, everyone knows all these beers, basically. And that's the point of us drinking them right now. And hey, my particular one is donating in support of the Rainbow Railroad, so mm. that's cool. That is nice. So, yeah. good. Th thanks, Bud. Uh, this yeah. Bud's for you. That's one of their commercials, I guess. Or something. Right. Um, one of their many commercials. I guess going through this, I didn't realize that we went from like oldest to newest. That's kind of funny. I didn't mean to put that together. It completely unintentionally, actually. <laughs> I was looking. I mean, them up. I guess you picked the order, so. <laughs> I did pick the order, but that was not. The, I mean, I didn't really mean to do that, so, but we did. All right. So it is time for my story about this. So okay, uh, we we brought picked these four beers because basically we went camping this weekend, like we said, and we wanted to bring a bunch of silver beers, and that's where we got the idea for this whole thing and everything. And so we each picked two beers, uh, and I think I went first, and then sent you mine so that you wouldn't get the same ones. Exactly. Yeah. And so I picked up uh, blue and Coors Light. And then you got PBR and Bud Light. So anyways, we had these giant coolers filled with this stuff. And then we get home and you still had some of yours and uh, whatever. And so I go to the store. When I go to the store today to pick up the ones that I still needed, so the ones that you got, which were the Bud Light and the PBR, uh, <laughs> they had this big, like, macro beer section, right? But... I could only buy PBR and Bud Light in six packs. <laughs> <laughs> there was no option to buy singles. But of course, for Blue and Coors Light, readily available in singles. <laughs> those, those were no problem. There were singles everywhere. But for Bud Light and PBR, I had to buy a six pack. So I just want to let you know the sacrifices that I make for this show. Okay. I had to buy 12 beers instead of two. Oh, you had to buy 12. I thought you were going to say yeah. that you just ripped open one of the, the six packs and you just No, I asked the guy. <laughs> I, I was too nice to do that. I asked the guy if I was allowed. Like, do you sell this in single? If I rip one open and bring it up, can I do that? He said no. So then I just bought 12 beers. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. I'll give you sacrifice. You I, have, know. Now you I know. I know. I took beer. one for the team. I had to load my fridge up with beer. Yeah. I mean, I was saying, like, I still have a bunch from when we went camping, and I need help <laughs> finishing those because apparently you were just drinking your own beer the whole time. I had a bunch that <laughs> yeah, you could have just taken. I don't this know. This guy's crap out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I actually went 
specifically to a beer store because I was worried about that happening to me. Mm-hmm. And the beer store had both Coors and, and Labatt Blue just right there, ready to, to pick up. And I, I just up. remember the LCBO sold individual macro brews. Like, that's something I've noted before as mm-hmm. being odd. So I was like, oh, yeah, I know my local LCBO sells them. And they do, and they sell almost every single macro brew in singles, but not Bud Light and not PBR. That's so <laughs> funny. That's so funny. Yeah. How weird. But yeah. anyway. They're like, would you like a moose head? Would you like uh, yeah, anything else? Canadian? Like, yeah. we'll sell you one of those. I'm like, nah, no, it's, I'm very particular about my beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really has to be PBR and Bud Light. And Bud Light, and that's it. You didn't even throw the podcast in there, just be like, hey, also, if you want to listen, you could. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I should have done that. It's free advertising. I have done that multiple times. So, (laughs) Um, all right. So, we have a rating system. Um, We talked about this a little bit before. Normally, this is where we explain what the rating system is. Of course, today we are just doing silver beers, um, Mm -hmm. which is second to last. These are the beers that you actually drink and not the ones you throw away like bronze ones. Um, mm-hmm. And as you mentioned before, they are a macro brew, macro brews mainly. Um, but it is time, I think, we are going to take the beers that we have drank tonight or drunk or tried or whatever and put them in an order. Uh, do you want to do bottom first and go up to the top or top down? Yeah, I think that's more exciting. We'll do bottom up. Um, so we'll yeah. say... Uh, because we picked four because there were four, what are they even called? Like ranks? Sub. Sub-tiers? Sub, sub-ranks. And yeah. in, in like, a way, I feel like they're all just your rank, you know? like Yeah, yeah. So If I would say my rank, it's like, oh, it's silver one. Totally. Okay, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. So, so we we're doing uh, silver one, two, three, four, and we have four beers, so that's perfect. Uh, nothing can keep the same level as something else, so if, you know... Right. We're just going to rank them here. We're just going to rank them, uh, and the top one is the best of the four. Yeah. <sighs> all right. So some of this, it's hard tonight because I've had a few, and they all kind of taste the same a little bit. But I do remember, <laughs> yeah. this is also helpful because we, we drank some this weekend. So I, I mm-hmm. came into this kind of knowing a little bit of how I felt about them. Um, yeah, of course. But Jeff, would you like to go first with your Silver Four beer? All right. In uh, silver four category, which I'll remind you, perfectly respectable tier to be in. Uh, but for me, this is Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yep, that sounds about right, because that's the exact same thing for me. PBR, <laughs> wow, I remember you being fun and cool. Also, I remember you being, if you don't cost $2 at a bar, you're it's too much. Over, overpriced? Yeah. yeah, it's overpriced. Um, yeah, I don't know. It might be like my college days too. Like this was always the, the, the lowest possible bar. Cause it's like, Oh, you always get PPR at the keggers. Mm-hmm. That's the cheapest thing. Uh, and so you were always hoping everything is better than that. Yeah. So maybe that's influencing me, but I don't know. I just didn't, didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly how I felt as well. Um, maybe starting with it felt a little bit better cause it, I started low um, mm-hmm. But the only thing going for it, it's 4.9, which is higher than almost all of them. And uh, that would make sense if your idea right. is to for get... For a lot of people, is like a downside. 
Or it's just, you know, I guess, it, I guess for camping, I would prefer like a 4%. But if you're yeah. a kid who just wants to get the cheapest, highest alcohol you could find, PBR exactly. is it. And that's probably... If you're throwing a kegger. That's, that's where it that hits that sweet spot. Its real name came from. Um, Silver 3. For me, I'll start for this one. Okay. Um, I really think it's Labatt Blue. That's my Silver mm. 3. All right. So here's where we're going to differ. Okay. Uh, so my Silver 3, and I hate to do this. So if you're out there, please don't hate me. But if you're a Silver Bullet guy... Put you, putting you in silver three. This is Coors Light. Ooh, get yourself a Coors Light. Wow, silver three for Coors Light. So, so now we should do the silver one, because if we tell you what the silver two is, our astute listeners will figure out what we're rating silver one. Yeah, but I think they're smart enough. Like, it's fine. It's it's okay, okay. to do the runner up, and then you know who wins. Like, I think that's fine. Um, yeah. All right. All right. But uh, I would like to say that going from PBR to Labatt Blue just didn't feel like anything really changed. It's fairly... Oh, damn. Maybe there was a little bump up, but I was like, I didn't really... Harsh burn. Harsh burn. Harsh burn. Um, this might really sting when we go to this next one, because I actually don't know what yours are. Uh, I think you know yeah. what mine's are, but uh, all right. So I think I do. For Silver 2, Jeff, what's your Silver 2? All right. So this is going to explain the shock. For me, Silver 2 award here goes to Bud Light. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> All right, so this is the fun shock because my Silver 2 is Kurz Light. Yeah, that's which means no shock for me there, yeah. Bud Light's your number one. My number one is Bud Light, and yours is... Labatt Blue, baby. Labatt <laughs> Blue. Wow. And again, I don't know if it's like a thing, because like, you know, I drank a lot of this in high school. Um, or I mean... Once I turned of proper drinking age, which <laughs> would have been after high school, certainly, mm-hmm. certainly. For sure. Um, For <laughs> our, you know, like, it's like a yeah. little bit of nostalgia factor, because I honestly don't know if I've had it since then. <laughs> so, like, yeah, uh, honestly. Hey, this isn't as bad as I thought. I don't think, I, I cannot remember drinking Labatt Blue ever. I probably have. Right. I just <laughs> don't remember it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I was really surprised that drinking the both of the light beers, I was like, it's a fight between both of them. And Bud Light really... I, I was thinking it was going to be Coors something because I do enjoy like a Coors banquet, I feel. So you had said there was rice in this. There's rice in Bud Light or Budweiser. And yeah. I definitely read that in my research today. As my research. As I was just kind of Googling um, beers that I've never Googled before. Um, but it's on the can it says um, it's brewed using the choicest which is a weird word I didn't know um, the choicest hops and barley malt so I was like I've never thought about rice in it but it does have a sweeter tone to it and for whatever reason I like having that sweetness uh, more than kind of a. I think PBR was giving me like a dusty note that it was like a little off um i don't know if this was like the like where i bought a bunch of them for camping and it was in a place where i didn't expect a lot of people to drink pbr so i was wondering if it was just old pbrs there but mm-hmm. i was getting like this dusty feel like it's just kind of stale um and bud light felt it's not what you want fresh and a little sweet um which i didn't think i would like but i did so um 
funny taste. It was fun to taste them all together. I've never done this before, right? Have you have you done yeah, this? It was fun. Yeah. It was fun to taste them back to back to be like it's like the Coke Pepsi challenge or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like oh, and you have like RC Cola and all the other colas or whatever. But um, mm-hmm. I've never thought about seeing which one I would like because I just thought in general they were all going to be the same and oh they're kind of just like water slash piss or whatever um, but they do have subtleties that are a little bit different like Coors felt a bit lighter than the uh, Labatt Blue and, and uh, PBR where yeah. to me they f- like obviously to me both of the blue ones felt similar um, and Bud Light I think just tasted the most different but um but yeah, this was super fun. I definitely want to do more of these Silver Series, so that's why we're probably going to do yeah, more. Yeah, that was that was a lot more fun. And like mm-hmm. you're saying, it, I you know did notice more of a difference in them than I thought. Mm-hmm. Just want to say here on my Bud Light can, I'm seeing uh, brewed by Labatt Brewing Company. So oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's fine. I have nothing against Labatt. I just didn't like this beer very much. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a uh, win for Labatt. Yeah, which is funny because like in my rank, most of the time when I'm ranking stuff, if it's a higher percentage, I prefer it. But in these yeah. ones, I liked the lower percentage ones. It's funny that you were talking about freshness and stuff too, because you ranked them in reverse chronological order. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, so, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Our joke about the beer actually being from when it was. You know, it, like, it did actually you believe that Zach? Is that why you're saying this one's the freshest? <laughs> <laughs> No, I understand that beer is doesn't have to be as old as when the first time somebody made it. I, I do get that. Um, but it's funny. Like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just kind of put them in the order I thought I was going to rank them subconsciously. Um, but... Oh, true. Maybe you saved they, the best for last. Yeah, I kind of saved the best for last. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's... Uh, I love that our, our rankings were so different, too. Yeah. But you know one thing's for sure, fuck PBR, fucked up here. That's a, yeah, PBR is not winning. It's that's not. It's sure. not good. It's not good. <laughs> I'm sorry that you had to have you have five more in your fridge. That's rough. That's a bit bad. Yeah, I, I will get through them. Don't worry. Yeah, you, yeah, I'm sure it's, you. It's will. for the show, so you know. Yeah, exactly. It's for the show. <laughs> but anyway, so now I don't even know. I think Bud Light and Labatt Blue ended up winning this one. They they, they did. So. Oh right right right. So this is what we're gonna do. Um, each tier gets a point percentage, uh, depending on where it goes. So silver one beers get four points to make it really confusing. Silver one gets four, (laughs) silver two gets three, silver three gets two, and silver four gets one. Hey, don't blame us. If Arena had said silver four was the highest silver tier, then this would all make sense. (laughs) Unless we switch it so that it makes it easier, and then whichever beer has the least amount of points wins yeah yeah we don't need you to would do golf think that as, but, as a disc golf <laughs> yeah we don't have to do golf rules okay so um labat blue and bud light got actually in this scenario that means that bud light got more points bud light won and then labat blue came second, second. I think. yeah because i ranked it number one and you ranked it number two so that it got seven points altogether and labat blue got six right and then Coors light got five and PBR, and PBR got two. two. <laughs> Fuck you, PBR. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be so negative, but... <laughs> <whatever>. Yeah. 
All, all right. the hipsters out there shutting off the show. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, thank you for coming on this journey with us in our new adventure mm-hmm. into silver beers because we thought that they were underrepresented in our show and we want to make sure that they also get a ranking because ultimately we just want to rank every beer that's out there. So. And before you ask, no, we will not be doing a bronze series because the point is you throw those out. Yeah, because <laughs> I, 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 didn't even, I know like one bronze beer off the top of my head. And, uh, yeah, no. I know which one you're thinking yeah, of. I, yeah, I know what you are. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Jeff, I think it's closing time. Closing time. Wow. Better wow. keep you on your toes. Oh, we just didn't. Wow, we just didn't. Okay. Neither, neither of us sang the song. And no song tonight. Um, anyway, if you would like to reach us uh, and tell us which beers are your favorite silver beers and which ones you think should be part of the next silver series, you can always reach us at Arena Regulars on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, also look for us on Arena, probably in silver tier, under the username Arena Regulars Podcast. If you want to talk to me personally, you can find me at Zulberg, that's Z-E-U-L-B-E-R-G, on Twitter and Instagram. But Jeff, where can they find you? Find me on Twitter at BluesBrewsMTG, spelled just like it sounds. If you like this podcast, we would love to hear your reviews. That would be super awesome. You can just direct messages if you want. But also, it'd be really helpful if you put it on iTunes and on the you know Apple Podcast. Follow us on Spotify and Stitcher and all the places that you're listening to this podcast. Um, we'd love the support. Uh, it seems like we're, we've been growing some viewers, so it's really wonderful to have you with us. And we are excited for you to come with our Silver Series and find out what the best camping beer is, because that's going to be a new goal of ours. Yeah. And let us know what you thought of it, because we had a blast, but we uh, hope you did too. I had a blast. And also, yeah. if you've never done this before, sit down with a bunch of beers you think are trash. Not trash. Okay, sorry. Silver is not trash. Bronze is trash. Yeah. Sit down with a bunch of beers that you've always overlooked and taste them together, because you might find things in them that you didn't think were there. So, yeah, it's definitely a good time. This has been the Arena Regulars. Reminding you. That when Olivia Voldaren demands that you marry her, you say yes and you take her last name. Good night. All right, that's fine.